When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. everyone, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazzaran, along with Dave, as always, the co-host extraordinaire, Thomas. Um, we are on tonight with Chris Berghart from the Red Outdoors. Chris, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing all right. I appreciate you guys having me on. No yeah, worries, so, dude. So, Chris, first off, thanks for being a TikToker with me and uh, always being <laughs> around, chatting on the live feeds, because to be honest, it's sometimes you're sitting there live and you're like, there's just nobody around, you know, like it's just, you know, and then other times there's so many people in there and then you're like, I don't know who to answer what question first, you know, it's just so crazy. Right. But what, a, what an interesting experience TikTok has been, hasn't it? It's just strange. The platform is unreal. I love how just the average person could get on there. I mean, that, that, that's what I am essentially. And to be able to get on here and talk with you, you know, even just on the TikTok when you're doing your lives, but even better here on the podcast. Um, it just provides a very, very cool way to connect and to expand, you know, our group of hunters and and what we're doing. So yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's so, also Chris, interesting to find about, out. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. It's also interesting to find out you're a fellow Michigander because that was pretty exciting. I was like, oh dang. <laughs> like I didn't know, I didn't know you were hearing me. I've been watching your stuff for years. So uh... to be able to jump on tiktok and this goes back to what i was saying what a cool experience for you to invite me on live get on here and we can talk and then realize how close we are and hopefully <laughs> in the future collaborate together and do something i mean that wouldn't have been a reality a year ago for me so yeah that that platform has provided that opportunity chris what what part of michigan upper lower uh right outside Howell. okay i'll Not see far closer than i thought yeah that was closer than i thought i was seeing afternoon drive away my friend <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that's why i was telling dave and you guys ever want to get together and do something you need help i mean yeah, next time next time we'll just have whatever. you come in for this go. next time we'll have you come in for this i didn't realize how close that was oh i absolutely would come oh, yeah. out in person yeah. for sure this weekend yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Be we'll awesome, be out that man. way this weekend actually yeah that's interesting that's the name of the game nowadays collabs right yeah so, so Chris, tell us about the Red Outdoors. Like, why did you start it? Uh, honestly, I've been super passionate about hunting in the outdoors since I was a kid. Uh, my dad got us involved. I uh, got really big into fishing. 
and um, did a little bit of competitive fishing, kayak fishing for a couple of years. Cool. And I'm part of the Feel Free uh, kayak fishing team. I think it's my fifth season with them. So I have fished competitively at tournaments and just interacting with people that were like-minded and um, honestly a good push from my wife to just take it to the next level and start putting out some of the content. Uh, I, I just went ahead and did it and it, it kind of took off and I'm just excited to kind of see where it goes. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's a, it's an exciting time out there. I think, you mm-hmm. know, over the last probably three or four years and, and, and a lot due to COVID um, social media for our, for the outdoor industry is, has come, come in a big way, which I think is well needed. And, you know, it's the shift to the next generation too. For know? sure. And, and for sure. Content in front of those that, you know, are interested in the outdoors and maybe don't know how to start and, and want to kind of learn how to do it. So. Or didn't come from a family that passed on that tradition, you know what I mean? To have Absolutely. access to so much information and so many tutorials and walkthroughs. I mean, there's nothing you can't find on YouTube, you know, that'll walk you through step-by-step for anything you want to do. So the convenience of getting into this sport and this obsession is so much easier now due to the technology. So I'm, I'm all for it. No doubt. Tell, tell me a little bit more about the, uh, the fishing that you do. You guys, have you, have you been out? Let me ask this question. This is what I'm really interested in. Have you been out walleye yet? I, <laughs> this is funny, and I know my buddy's going to watch this, and uh, he's going to give me some crap. We did Detroit River last year a couple times, a um, couple different spots on St. Clair, and I have yet to hook into my first walleye jigging. I've taught him. I swear to God, I, I don't know what it is. I cannot figure out what the feel is. I'm, I'm grabbing the bottom, or I'm hooking a sheep's head, so I'm embarrassing myself, so I'm <laughs> oh, still, <man>. I still <laughs> got to get out wait, there. And get wait, it wait a minute. Maybe we need to get him and Bob McGee out fishing together. Yeah, I think so, man. I just, think so. Just uh, the other day, they went out on a, a walleye trip with uh, yeah, Jamie. One of our owners was out there, the kids. They hooked into 35, 34 walleye, and Bob got zero. Unbelievable. My, you know, my buddy, he lets me take pictures with him. He's super nice about that. I got pictures holding them up, but I didn't catch a single one of them. He said they're pulling them up all around him, and he's not getting any. Um, and one other thing that's interesting you say that, so they were out on the river. This was what a week and a half ago. Two weeks. Yeah. It was a freezing cold. He said there got there were guys out there in kayaks fishing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. In the Detroit River in the cold. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. These guys are. They're. It's a different breed. When you, when you get into this and you start getting the guys that are diehard kayak fishermen, the second the ice is something that they can break and get out into open water, they'll be breaking it at the boat launch for the next fifty yards to get out there onto open water. And then once that springtime hits, it's just nonstop. I will fall over and tip upside down within the first three feet. (laughs) See, people, I feel like people have a preconceived notion of what a kayak is. So you picture like this little plastic boat and it's super tippy and you sit inside it. The tournament style boats, these are mini bass boats. Let's just be honest. It has everything. I mean, it's 32 inches wide. It's got a, a rudder. Some of them are pedal driver, even motor driven. Um, but I stand up and fish in mine. I can stand up on the very tip of mine, rock it back and forth. And I, I've never tipped that thing over. Nice. Oh, but wow. you can't catch a walleye out of it. I cannot catch a walleye. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it, man. Wall- walleye is, is a unique fish though. It really is. It, it hits mm-hmm. a lot different than any other species. And yeah. you're, you're right. Like it feels almost like you're snagging bottom. And then yeah. you realize, wait a minute, it's, it's coming along pretty good when you, when you hook into it and all of a sudden you're there. I remember 
um, during COVID when we couldn't go on boats, right? Because of our amazing governor um, <laughs> and, and her bright ideas, we were fishing from, we were fishing off the uh, Detroit River walk, uh, off the Detroit River, just using mm -hmm. the spinner spoons, right? Two, oun two ounce uh, weights and then some spinners. Mm -hmm. And we were hooking them out there and, and you'd hook it and you feel, you feel like you're on a log. Like it's just, it doesn't, not a huge fight. It just kind of drags a little bit. And it was, it yeah. was a long time though, man. Well, like I said, I, I can't, I can't relate. I still haven't done it. So I'm hoping once that first one's hooked and brought in, I'll be able to distinguish the, you know, the difference between the snag or, you know, sheep's head. <laughs> there you go. Have you ever caught any walleye like, uh, you know, like using other techniques or anything? Or oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we have property up around St. Helen and, and um, parts of the Asable that feeds into Lake St. Helen. I have caught a really, really nice walleye from the shore with a little Ned rig. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I caught a couple in random lakes out fishing, but never when it's intended. So. Mm. Okay. I love it. I, so, okay, so tell us about your successful fishing. How dare what you? What do you usually How dare about? you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking here. I don't care. You should right, put the camera back, back on you. Kevin. I actually like your question. We're going to go with it, though. We're going to go with that question first. We'll come <laughs> well, back to my you. comment. Thank you. But you're going to have to repeat it because Dave interrupted. I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what type of fishing do you usually do? What are you the most successful at? Uh, bass fishing is just it's one of those ones where you can go out if you're throwing the right, the right bait. Um, it's not really a lake you can't go to to catch bass. So bass is definitely a go-to. I, I enjoy eating bass as well. And a lot of people aren't fans of it, but it's great, great eating. Um, love some pike fishing and then trying to go out and target a specific species like bass, um, crappie or perch individually is so much fun. So I, I, I get into all of it. How much does the technique change species to species? Like, do you fish the same for bass as you would for a pike? I know you're going to fish different for crappie and perch, but how big of a difference is it to switch up between those two? It's weird because with bass fishing, they'll eat everything you throw at them if you get it at the right time or the right presentation. And there's so many times where I'm targeting bass and I'll get pike in the process. Uh, so it's hard to say, for me at least, a certain technique that would bring one or the other. But if I'm trying to look for pike, I'll, I'll tend to go to a lake that produces bigger or more pike and I'll throw bigger baits. I'll run them as fast as I can. Just, they seem to be a little bit more aggressive, especially with the top water hits. Um, so that that's really the only way I distinguish between bass or pike fishing because I, I always catch pike when I'm bass fishing. Yeah, here's here. So I, I love fishing. I'm not good at bass or pike. So, but, but I, cause I, I just get so frustrated because I always get tangled up in the weeds and I can never figure out how to fish right to not get tangled in the weeds. Sounds like your normal life. Yeah. Any tips there for me, Chris? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Weedless, you know, jigs are going to be your, your absolute, you know, go-to in spots like that. If you're fishing lakes that are heavy weed cover, um, but using a graph is probably going to be your best tool out there finding those weed lines finding those drop-offs and isolating and focusing on just those areas to keep yourself out of the weeds along the weeds so they're coming in and out of cover better and it it from what i've seen is the bait fish tend to you know build up and focus around those areas and you'll get the bass and the pike circling so if you can find the bait fish the smaller fish you're absolutely into bigger fish they're around 
it's got to be easier when you're on the water too right because i know oh I, for sure yeah for sure because you can you can move maneuver around those weeds because it's wild though because shore, i have i have noticed that when we're kayak fishing even tournaments you'll see these guys they'll get in and they'll position themselves so they're parallel to the shore and they'll set their float so they'll drift facing shore while really? you're on shore trying to cast out the we're at, we're trying to cast right into shore and bring it in from that two foot of water and catch that drop off as it goes down. And that's where you get most of your hits. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know too many guys when we bass fish or pike fish that are out there in 40 foot of water. We're trying to be in that, you know, 16 or less. And then in the springtime or towards the fall when they put on the feed bags, that four to six foot is absolutely money for bass. Nice. I love it. Dave, you can go ahead with your comment now. <laughs> okay you may proceed so, i know this guy named tim and him and i used to do a lot of river fishing back in the day and uh, anyway i love river fishing i feel like it's to me to me i just like to, i like to be able to move like that like maneuver sure. like you go you go find a spot in the bushes and cast out just on the edge and then it doesn't you see you could see in there which is pretty cool right but the downside is it is kind of cool if you had a, a little boat or a kayak you can get into a little area which is cool i get that part being you know very helpful Oh yeah. But I also like the fact that I can run up and down the shoreline and like, you know, do what I want to do. I don't have to be stuck on a boat or deal with a boat. Um, sure. But anyway, what I was actually really cool. Say, there's some really it? cool lakes that connect and you got the culverts that go under the street and with a kayak, you can ah. kind of zoom in and get into these areas. Um, I've sat in six, eight inches of water and fish lily pads that bass boats just can't even touch just because wow. they can't get in that shallow. So yeah. there definitely is a, you know, an upside to fishing from a kayak. Not you go mention, through the culverts. I, I fly fished from one before, and that was that was wild. You go through the culverts. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, lots that's of spiders. A, that's that's a no no for me. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. There's a lot of guys I, I used, that they see. A I was. Spider a, I'm, like, a, I'm, I'm a retired. It. I'm a retired firefighter. We did some water rescue training mm -hmm. over by Lakeside Moss. Just a little thing, and there's a little like you go under this little bridge, you know. Sure. And I went under there, and I went about. 25 yards maybe to come out the other side i must have had 200 spiders on me uh, oh yeah like this. yeah, the whole yeah that's the common one spiders i'm like no <laughs> i'm thinking these are brown recluses they're oh gonna my God. it was disgusting <laughs> i will never do that again oh man now that i know kevin doesn't like spiders it's on well i don't mind yeah. a spider or two but 200 i'm not kidding you the boat was full of spiders nasty it was oh, yeah. crazy yeah I had a, we had a, I had a, the, a podcast guest the other day. It was a different time. So we couldn't do the normal set, but it was with Glenn Walker fishing. And uh, Glenn is a professional fisherman. He does it uh, in the Minnesota area. So it's actually a great conversation because I learned a lot. Like I had no idea the amount of seriousness that goes into fishing. You know, I understand that there's mm -hmm. like competition there, but I even asked him about the guys who waited the fish down with, the, with those lead things. You know, oh, he's man, like, oh, God, those guys are never coming back. No, no. So it was and with cool social media, it, those guys know. don't stand a chance at ever showing their face at any kind of tournament again. They are blacklisted yeah. forever. Yeah, I think as he, they should be cheating. They absolutely should. In any absolutely. So. It was interesting, though, to learn about the boat sponsorships and motors mm -hmm. and the bigger stuff, you know, because, you know, like him and I were talking, he's like, well, it's kind of like a bow, you know, you get a bow. And I'm like, yeah, but not really, because a bow is only like a thousand dollars. A boat's right. like twenty thousand dollars, you know. Yeah. But I guess a lot of the guys will get a boat, but it's like one boat for like five years, you know, and then okay. you have to reuse it for five years or whatever. Oh, but no. it was interesting to learn. <laughs> oh no, you got a free awesome <laughs> boat for five oh, years. Oh shucks. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> 
So let's go out bow hunting. You getting ready for turkey? I am so getting ready for turkey. Um, been practicing, you know, mouth calls, trying to get used to this box call. It makes some funky noises, but I, I, I like the idea of being hands-free. So I think I'm gonna stick with the mouth calls. Yeah. And what, what are you doing for a bow setup? It looks like you're shooting a, a realm. Yep. I got a Bowtech Realm SS and then I switched. This will be the first time. Um, I don't want to say ever because this was maybe 12 years ago. I shot a Rage uh, chisel tip and I had a bad experience. Shot a doe that was facing um, the shoulder facing me went above that shoulder and it went into the shoulder on the opposite side. So it was high on the entrance angled down into the shoulder on the opposite side. And when she went down, she came up under a branch and snapped off the, the arrow. And I had no blood because there was no exit hole. Right. So that yeah. that absolutely ruined the experience for me. And I switched and I've been shooting um, just regular fixed blades. Muzzies. Looks like you're doing yeah. muzzies. Uh, muzzies I got sick F4s have been the ones I've used for the last couple oh, okay. of years. And I, I really like the way those fly. Uh, yeah, but I in- did switch to the muzzy trocar, the the hybrids this year so i will be doing a hybrid mechanical for turkey and deer season i think that personally i feel as though uh when we talk about um when we talk about the broadheads Mm -hmm. i feel like everybody with every head has a bad experience at some point so like you might get through 10 kills and then you'll have a bad thing, right? So example mm-hmm. for me would be rage, of course, you know, not not the chisel tip one, but the hy- hypodermic. And mm-hmm. I had gone to Texas with rage, which was really cool. They invited me to do this hunt and I killed four animals with a rage, like clean, like blood everywhere. And they went like 15 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I get home, you know, that, that year. And I think we do whitetail that year. And I shot at a deer that was at a, a steep angle and it hit some weird ass, you know, reflect, you know, uh, deflection, off a shoulder blade and next thing i know it went in like three inches you know it was like crazy yeah. but i i think oh, yeah. i Great think there's you. that there's that confidence that comes with it everybody has their preference obviously but yeah. once your confidence is shook on anything and this goes with the fishing world as well i can fish next to people using the exact same bait but if that's my confidence bait i'm catching fish all day i don't yeah. care what you're doing over there you might not get anything but i'm killing it so I, I think the same thing kind of carries over, you know, with the broadhead, you have your preference, you have your confidence. And when you're shooting it, if you're in your head, you know, as well as I do, if you're in your head, you're screwed. You know, we, we hunt with a lot of different broadheads and there's a, there's a company right by you in Frankenmuth, uh, rec broadheads. And yeah. Uh, oh yeah. My grandson got one with that. And I got a, I got one with it. And, uh, did you get one with it? Did no, you? no. Rec was but, in my quiver, but but that is, uh, awesome broadhead if you look at them yeah they got thick, they're really thick really stout <laughs> fixed blades right they're fixed yeah and they the, yeah they're the, fixed yeah the the uh where they go in is a thick metal i mean if they Real start thick, out yeah. with a thick metal and then they the blades yeah. come off of that i don't want to take i don't want to take anything away from any of the companies they all do a good job oh, yeah. all of them but the thing is there are so many good heads and that's yeah. the thing. It's hard. It's really hard for a consumer to s- decide what to buy sure. because being frank with everybody here, there's so many good ones. I mean, yeah. I shot probably 30 out of 30 have been do the job, you know, yeah. like we'll definitely mm-hmm. kill a deer. The ones I'm interested in most in are the ones that might not actually work. Or in my opinion, I don't know what's going to happen. And that being the annihilator. Cause like every test I've run, the annihilator dominates every that test. Thing, like, that is a crazy, crazy head. But every I, test how am I you gonna see know? that thing, it destroys. 
that's why I want to see it hit a deer. Like this is the mm-hmm. only head that I'm really interested to think like, what's going to actually happen if I hit a deer with this? They claim some suction thing. And I have no idea yeah. if that's a real thing or not. So like, I'm well, you see the like, jug. I'm sure you've seen plenty of the jug videos where people are shooting like a milk jug. They take the top off it. When they punch that thing with the annihilator, that thing shoots straight up because of the pressure yeah. it pulls through into that. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested too. I haven't pulled the trigger on them, but they, they are a cool looking head. Because I, have I think, them, I I think, think part I of it try. too is like whether or not you're going to reuse the broadhead, right? Yeah. Um, well, they have know, a one. I know some people that, you that can resharpen it. that. That says something about that head too, because yeah. there's oh, not absolutely. a lot of ones. It's a it's a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say is that I know some people that that love fixed. They shoot fixed mm-hmm. and they'll shoot nothing but fixed, but they buy mm-hmm. ones that you can replace the blades on. Yeah, right. I've had so a lot. I've had a, that kind of thing. But. I've had a lot of good luck with Ramcat too. Those those. Ram cats are awesome. I yeah. killed. They got the uh, cage rippers, right? The cage ripper, yeah, yeah. That's one of the ones. Mm-hmm. That they, I've killed a few bear with them. I've killed deer with them, and every one of them has been a pass through and massive blood. The but, one, the one that I loved, the last, you know, and I've, I've, I've like, like Kevin, we've shot so many different ones, but I gotta say, I, I love the crown by Thorn. Oh, oh the Thorn, that one, yeah, yeah that one There's is some wild it's not only sick too. looking but it it put this deer i mean i i drive dave and i were hunting what dave 40 yards away from no not 40 probably 60 yards away from each other right and uh, you were off to my left and everything we weren't facing each other so don't worry we we're gonna shoot shoot each other <laughs> for those that are for those that were wondering but I, I i shot this deer and it fell right in front of dave's stand it was so that's funny. awesome but it put that thing down and it was, I mean, it, 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 it destroyed it. It was awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Dave walked, Dave walked up and tagged it. Like he shot it. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> well, you talking about turn the crown? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. About the crown. Yeah. Here it is here. Yeah. I love that. Dude, the thing. look is just awesome. It's not, but the thing is like, it doesn't look, oh. I, I think it doesn't get enough credit because it doesn't look Wrong. very wide. Right. And people want a huge entrance, huge exit yeah. hole, guys... but, the, but the number of blades on this thing the whole look like I shot it yeah. with a 45. It was crazy. Right. It just blew out right. the backside. It was not. I'm not exaggerating. Like I am literally bleeding right now because of this freaking head. Every single Jesus. time I go to pick heads out, this freaking thing gets me. Cause look at it. It's all <laughs> it's like over. a Christmas tree. It is all over the place, dude. Yeah. That, that was a wicked looking head. Yeah. And if you look at it from this angle, it actually spirals. Right. Perfectly with the blades. It's pretty cool. So we're talking about Wildhead. What did you think of uh, the Toxics when those came out? I mean, they're still pretty popular now, but for me, it felt a little gimmicky until you're seeing some of the videos. And I think um, when you get into stuff like this, I think promoting comes uh, comes into play what people when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
people are driven to. If they promote yeah. the crap out of a head, it's going to be popular. Just like I think it was something you know, different type of too. bow. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think it was just kind of something new. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, people thought it was really cool. It made sense. Yeah, you know, to be yeah, aerodynamic and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but I think you know from what I heard, um, and I and I don't think we've ever shot the toxic at all. But from what I heard, they did not shoot um, as aerodynamic as as what they were claiming. And I think that was an issue with a lot of people is that you didn't get the the aerodynamics that you were looking for and the mm-hmm. penetration because you're kind of like the way that they're designed. They got these little holes in it, right? And I right, right. on it's all three sides. Yeah, and that kind of creates a a pressure point where it kind of stops it a little bit, where it's like sure. you're just kind of yeah. pouring out a plug, you know. I never shot them. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I I don't know. That, you know, I had asked them for some. They never sent them. I'm not suggesting that maybe they thought that they wouldn't pass the test that we do, <laughs> but sure. it could be. I don't know. But they never sent them, and I I think I don't know if that was what happened, or they just didn't want to send us a free pair. I don't know, right? It's hard to tell. <laughs> but sometimes companies will, you know, on purpose not want to do anything with us if they know we're shooting through metal or whatever. But that's uh, such a missed opportunity from companies. Like I said, if you're not promoting it and you don't yeah. have the videos that people are looking for to back up what you're claiming, I mean, I just don't see your sales doing that well. And I think it's why Matthews does so well as as a brand. You know, obviously they have quality bows. I, I don't have any problem with Matthews at all. I'm yeah. partial to Bowtech. That's just me. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lineup of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Down Wind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Apex Rewards, and Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. Enter the Apex Outdoor Rewards Turkey Challenge in your state. Over $120,000 in cash rewards. Limited number of entries allowed statewide. Every bird is a possible winner. Reward your passion at apexoutdoorrewards.com. Um, but they promote the crap out of them. Their videos yeah. are so high end and so well produced. You got a company like PSE. Um, Bear's been doing a lot better job. I will say that I've, I've yeah. liked Bear's new stuff. They're moving up. But PSE, APA, all these other companies that make great bows, they just don't have the marketing behind it. Yeah. Yeah. PSE has been kind of on the, in my opinion, on the down low for a long time now, especially mm-hmm. with the marketing side. I mean, they, they don't even see value in the stuff we do in quick, yeah. you know, which just blows my mind. Um, and, and no offense to them. I know they're, they're trying, or maybe they can't afford to do certain things. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, that it's too bad. You can't put all your, your eggs in one basket and John Dudley, right. although, I mean, he does a great job. You can't do that. Like it's one yeah. thing. It's not, it's like this screen, right? It's one little piece right here and you have yeah. all this other stuff going on. Right. There's, there's a yeah. lot more. Um, well, it's but, like Hoyt counting on Cameron Haynes to push their entire line. It's like, you know, yeah. six different bows right. that they launch every year and if you're not yeah. getting his you know premier line or flagship series i mean you really don't know what they have yeah the other the other head uh that i like and actually we're going to be talking to larry later tonight um from slick trick 
is the assailant. And uh, the, this head and the Grizz trick two are actually were two of the ones in my quiver this year. I had actually four different broadheads in my quiver, which is funny. <laughs> uh, I had the Annihilator, I had a Wreck, and I had two different Slick Tricks, which I'm really excited about the Slick Tricks. This is probably going to be my deer head this year. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And then we are going to try... Uh, Kevin's got a whole bunch of show and tell there, but I am going to try a... Um, I want to try the Triple Threat uh, Outdoors. The, the guy was on the podcast, Josh, and... He's like a genius engineer, and it was really interesting to hear him talk about how he designed this head, and it's got magnets. Mm -hmm. So, like when this, like when this, like this rack right now, you can see it's just falling everywhere. His yeah. actually would never do that. It, the magnet would pull these back in automatically. It would just suck them right in. It's pretty really? cool. I was like, dude, that's legit. You know, you never have yeah. to deal with like, you know, rubber things or locking these little levers in, like on this one, right? You never have to deal with right. that again. And I right. find that to be pretty sweet, man. When and, and they're sharp, and you know, I'm like, dude, that's cool. Which I guy, love when you can think, get a good uh, engineer, a good design, and team it up with somebody to test it, because then you're taking something that's it, you know, basically a thought process, and it looks good on paper, makes sense mathematically, but real world application some companies miss that and you got to prove that you can say it's yeah. engineered it's the greatest steel it'll never bend it's completely reliable but you got to see it yeah, so I that's think, cool I, that they want to they want to work with you on that i think any conversation about uh broadheads another mission company is g5 man i went and did, oh yeah i went and did a tour of that place and filmed uh their they started out making scalpels for for a medical medical right their tolerances i mean it's just they have some great blades and and uh, you know it's a michigan company so we give a shout out yep. to them and everything but uh you know they got mechanical they got you know like this one is the, the fixed striker. blade the montex this i mean striker that, solid yeah and yeah uh, if you I haven't heard of a montex you're not you know I, right I that's that's Everybody's... like if you if you don't know what to shoot just grab a g5 montex you're good absolutely to go. yeah <laughs> they got one now called the dead meat v2 uh-huh it's a uh, uh mechanical it's looks pretty sweet i mean and then the, like i said the ramcats i've had great success with ramcat that's a great great broadhead yeah, right. I got a brother who lives in uh, Richmond, so I've seen I've seen the facility out there. I haven't gone there yet, but oh yeah, if yeah that's cool. Chance, if you get a chance, go see how they make these. I love show and tell. Um, this <laughs> this is interesting right here. So this is the phase four uh, twenty nine. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, phase four twenty nine. And uh, so my whole thing with Matthews has always been the same thing. Like I love the way a Matthews bow shoots. I don't like the engaged grip. So I've always had this issue with Matthews where I never want to hunt with it because I don't like the grip. I liked the focus grip before, yeah. but I had never liked their engaged grip and it's been on the last few models. And uh, the main reason is it has like a rolling to it. And I feel like it rolls a little bit on the back end. So fast forward uh, to the ATA show, Kevin and I are walking around and I run into this guy who's got a grip for the Matthews bow and it's called total peep. And this is the grip here. And, um, this sorry wrong button oh wrong button again hey kevin <laughs> so here is the grip and you can see it's got a flat back grip which just changes everything on this bow yeah is um, it angled out to the side to keep your hand at that relaxed state yeah this thing is unbelievable this thing is like literally that uh, looks wild that's cool you can see uh, it's way different there's no roll into it it's literally a nice flat back this has changed everything for me when it comes to matthews like now i actually like this bow a lot more than i even did before like it, maybe even for considering to hunt with or using it myself 
um this thing is sick so if you're if you're out there listening to this and you shoot a matthews you should definitely pick this up it's only 60 bucks i believe online but it'd be worth it just getting it to try it yourself but it is shorter than the engage grip so it's definitely a little bit smaller but i'm telling you man it changed everything for me with this bow because like all of a sudden now i'm like well i actually i'm liking this bow a lot better you know this <laughs> is we talk everything. about Botech. i love Botech, you know but yeah, now the this grip, grip is fantastic oh yeah clutch grip's great and i think mm -hmm. Botech's done a great job on it the only thing i don't like about it is i feel like it's a little too slick like there's no grippiness at all anywhere on Agreed. it yeah so i, yeah, feel I like added the tape around that. it yeah if you don't need the tape or anything like that or if they just added a little bit of a soft shell grip to it that thing would be unbelievable yeah um, but yeah that's cool and then i don't know i mean for me I, i'm not i start start my season out with the uh carbon era from elite so i got that ready to rock i'm pumped about that try that bow out in the field and then uh i don't know where i'm going from there yet i'm like kind of <laughs> like I, I like this bow is an option now. I, I like the Hoyt BTM 31. I was probably going to do that for deer, but now mm -hmm. I'm like kind of torn between that and the bear execute 30. So like, I don't know. And then you're shooting. What are you shooting? Is it the, the bear legend legend? Yeah. XR. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Tim? So Dave, are you partial to the smaller or the shorter ATAs? Yes. You said it's yeah. a 30 inch. Correct. Yep. I love short ATAs. I'm I'm not, I mean, being in Michigan, as you know, most of the shots here aren't very far. I mean, depending on where right. you're, you're hunting, but I'm not taking anything more than 40, 50 yards. So like for right. me, it's like most of my shots are 25 yards. So I figured it doesn't really matter the length for me. Now my friends mm -hmm. out West, they would all, they would say opposite of that because they're shooting right. 60 yard minimum shots. Generally they told me. So I understand why they like longer bows. I understand why they want 75 pounds or 80 pounds. I get it. They need to reach across far shots. Um, Generally speaking, they're not walking through thick, thick woods either. Right. Correct. right. They're open plain shots. Yeah. Here we don't really have the distance that would, you know, really work itself out. So yeah, I, I, I love the shorter axle axle. I prefer 30 inches, 28 to 31 would be my sweet spot. I think um, probably like 29 is my sweet spot, which would be, something similar to this i like that cp28 from Botech last year i use that i'm excited about that cp30 i feel like they hit that perfect that might be the right that. one I'm giving people that option yeah i'm actually trying to get my hands on that bow from mike's archery they're supposed to send me that one to play with them I'm, I'm excited they just sent me the ss34 which was sweet uh not for me though it's just way too long for me yeah. i felt yeah. like cut you. yeah good point <laughs> i, I like... hear 34 whether it be with that one Hearing or me. like the convergence and i just automatically think that's going to be a 3d bow yeah well the problem is when you talk about longer bows um so for botex a good example uh I, you know i've shot all the botex over the years and um for me you know the revolt xl mm -hmm. was a stunning bow like it, it still is one of my favorite shooting bows today if i was to, if i was to select my favorite shooting bow so far the last like 10 years the botex solution ss the botex uh, Revolt XL would be two of mm. my top bows. And those bows, I don't know what it is about them. There's everything fits perfectly. That SS solution SS is so lightweight and tiny. 
yeah with the draw cycle it has it's literally incredible now yes you're going to give up some speed with it it's a ss it's a, you know i'm mm-hmm. doing comfort mode i'm not doing a flip disc performance i'm not doing yeah, you that. Defeat no the purpose sense. when you're running performance on an ss <laughs> correct it makes no sense so that's why i even said in the video i did just recently for that uh you know 30 cp uh, ss 34 i said i'm not doing that. i'm not even gonna show you the speed performance it's stupid it doesn't make sense why yeah. why is he even offered it a flip they should no just this is a smooth one, comfort you know? bow yeah for sure yeah, Tim. <laughs> Tim's a crossbow shooter. He doesn't even shoot a compound. <laughs> okay, okay. Tim, what? Are you, so, are you ready to go, Tim? Um, what do you mean by ready to go? Like crossbow wise? No, no, not at all. It's not even because I have I, a bow. I'm, I do. Yeah, we're you know I'm changing it over to that what killer instinct spot. Oh, okay. Michigan. Um, this year, nice. but. But I haven't even cited it in yet. So that'll be the task at hand for Turkey weekend. But I'll probably end up going with my over-under. That's a wicked looking bow. actual hunt. Yeah. Don't go weak, Tim. Man up. Get your crossbow out. Man up, bro. It's right here. I'm looking at it right now. I I mean, it might be dead on. I just I I want to see the little I got got a question for you. Just we were talking about the uh, broadheads. Has anybody ever hunted a turkey with one of those guillotines with the long thing that we try? I feel like we tried those it. things the... are wild. I yeah, I just I, always again, worried I, they're going to fly yards, crazy. I can't imagine you'd be accurate with that. But you got four inch blades, like I know it's not I, made for it's not made for distance. It's made for a quick shot. Yeah, and yeah. I just, fifteen yards, ten I, yards. I, I would love to see it in action, but I don't want to be the one to try it because there's some crazy <laughs> videos out there. Oh, are there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just complete decapitation. Like they, oh they do what they're supposed to do. That would be insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chris, what are you doing? Are you uh, sitting in one spot? Are you doing a little spot in stock? You walking around? What do you got? What are you doing for Turkey? To be completely honest, it's on my second year Turkey hunting. Um, I've been kind of falling back on one of my cousins to kind of lead and, you know, set the example on what to do and how to do things. So last year was just getting familiar with the calls. Um, we got, complacent we thought that we could go out we could find some birds just walking around driving around and then just get in there and chase them down when that didn't work our our solid play was uh joining property that we have we have turkeys that roost in these trees we're like we know these birds are there those are our go-to if everything else fails those are our birds we're going to be good well we struck out so we sat and we we called in those birds and i think because they had been gotten so custom to that area that the second we started calling they were like that's not one of ours and they would fly down and go the other way so our guarantee you know easy kill turkey turned into an absolute nightmare so we we threw a goose egg up last year but uh, i think this year we're going to do a lot more uh reconnaissance try to tree some birds early you know i'm sorry later in the night so we can get out there early and catch them coming down i think that's going to be the best way for uh, us to do it but it's all public land did you pull the first tag or what tag you got? I what did. Month? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. 22nd through the 5th. Yeah. Speaking of birds, you see that one on camera again? I didn't see it on camera. He's, he is, his beard is dragging on the ground. Is that is that at your property, Kevin? That's up in uh, Anchorville there. Yeah. Where I gotcha. got, where, where kind of got his deer. Yep. There is a huge bird just walking around up there with his big, <laughs> long beard. So they're it's tripping awesome. on his beard. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I mean, I, yep. we, we got them on camera strutting and everything already. So they're, I mean, they're, they're ready to go. And this, this warm st- st- uh, stint that we're going through right now, mm-hmm. definitely going to help that out. So hopefully yeah, for we sure. 
So, but we're going next week. Gosh, man, it's only like a week away. Yeah, I was gonna tell you, dude, we're gonna have to go and uh, change camera batteries. I just thought of that. Yeah, uh, they're all dead. Yeah, I thought <laughs> is that is that why Jamie went the other day or? You know, I, that that's not a conversation for this podcast because I don't want to swear a lot. But yeah, he just went there. Why didn't he change the camera batteries out? The he one? changed it on his. Of course he did. <laughs> I'm gonna cut from my face right now. I got something to say. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. So, but Dave and I, so Dave and I are going out next weekend. We both okay. got tags, but we are trying to figure out what the game plan is because Dave is doing this Apex. Um, I got it, baby. I'm going to smoke it. Yeah. yeah. Dave, Dave's doing this Apex competition. Um, so that's the priority is to get his bird down first. But yeah. the way that this property is set up, like sure. I can almost, you know, you were talking about, you know where they roost? We, we know exactly that big. Roost. So I have a, a I have a feeling I'll oh. probably end up well, sitting where they're roosting at and kind of spotting them and seeing where they're going. Right. And then uh making sure that Dave's, you know, calling them in over there. And if he's not, I might just go for a little walk and see if we can see if we can kind of get together on these birds and get it done. Last year, last year was a fun time, man. Jamie and I went out and uh did a little spot and stock together. We ended up doubling up on the same group of birds. He nice. shot one and I shot one off the uh, off the same group, so that was fun, man. Did you guys oh, do down like three, two, one, shoot at the same time, kind of thing? No, we were kind of so so we were kind of split because the, these birds came out of um, part of the property not? and went right into yeah. this really small patch of woods that's maybe mm-hmm. only like a hundred feet long. And so we saw them go in there, but we did not see them come out the other side. So there's this little hill that's right there. So I stayed on the one side and Jamie kind of worked his way over <laughs> to the opposite side. And we can't really, Oh, geez, man. Well, his beard's touching the ground. I might have to stay home. Oh, that's God. a good looking bird, dude. Wow. There's your apex yeah, challenge man. right there. Yeah, no yeah, doubt, did see, man. Did you see the one back at Jamie's spot? Yeah, I did. That one's a big one. boy. Yeah, that's a big one. So, so Jamie works his way around this hill and they, they end up coming out by him. So he takes his bird and literally like 15 seconds later, right? They're all running and they're right in front of me. So I take my mm-hmm. bird and Jamie's yelling because he thought I shot his bird a second time. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is the second bird. He's like, no, you shot mine. I'm like, where's yours? He's like, it's right here. I said, well, mine's right in front of me. So this I is not a good, good story. This sounds like a bunch of hunters to know what they're doing. So, this is like right. what the hunters love. I don't know. Cut that. <laughs> I think you shot me. Yeah, cut him shot my bird <laughs> dave's, dave's only saying that because he's pissed because he he wussed out and didn't go with us because oh, the, the bugs were too bad no i was out there somewhere <laughs> you were oh, not out sleeping. there you were out yeah, there right. back in back at the uh taking a nap or something yeah you're right i slept in yeah. <laughs> that's usually how hunt camp always goes though which i don't always mind. the people who sleep in always miss I, out i love it i don't even care i just rather stay home and cook relax I didn't. I didn't miss out this year, and I slept in at the deer camp in the UP. <laughs> mm-hmm. My alarm didn't go off. I'm like, ah, darn! So I end up getting up at like, you know, having coffee and taking my time. I go I at ten thirty. I literally <laughs> get into my blind, and there's a big nine point staring at me. Wow, that's awesome! During Huge. gun, so he just pulls his gun up. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> See that's here, that's awesome. This one. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. So it's going to be, I don't know, man, it's, oh, wow. it's going to be a fun beginning part of the season. And uh, it's hard this time of year because you know, the walleye are hitting turkeys coming mm-hmm. up here and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good spring. I think. Look at that. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, wow. 
You just stand That's there. Upper Peninsula, baby. Yeah, they don't get many. I, I hadn't Not in Michigan, you know. That's years. a good Michigan deer. He's just standing mm-hmm. there staring at me like, what's that noise? Because I, I, I stalked in. I stalked in slowly. He never heard me coming. I got into the blind, and I'm taking my pack off. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I better look around. And he's staring at the blind. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is so wild how many times you're getting up in the tree, and you know that's going to be the time you make the most noise. And that's when the deer are like just staring at you and you're like, I can sit here all day and be quiet. And I don't see anything, but you want to come out and you're interested in the noise I'm making. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder their, uh, their nighttime eyesight, because it's like, as soon as, as soon as it becomes light out, they're like, they're all gone. Right. Yeah. So it's, I honestly, I know, I maybe they can't see it to different noises. I got two brothers that work construction and they say all the time when they're on site, you know, all the different machines running and stuff, or even I would assume the combines are like a dinner bell to them when they're, you know, pulling the corn and all that. Makes but sense. Even just the regular equipment, the deer will come out of the woods and they'll be peeking out at the tree line. Like, what's that? What's going on? Yeah. Well, I, I know a guy in the UP that does uh, lumbering. He takes trees down and stuff. And he says a lot of times, like if he's using an ax and chopping, he'll look up and there's deer coming to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. They're just curious by nature. <laughs> It's the way to do it, man. Chris, <laughs> get out there and start chopping on a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah right in front of you. <laughs> no doubt. Chris, where can people find you at? Um, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. I have a couple things on YouTube. I, I need to do a little bit more. Uh, but this year I should be should be getting up some more content. But TikTok's probably my my biggest and best. Search the red outdoors. Yep, yep. Awesome, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Look forward Absolutely. to Absolutely. It was good having you on. We'll have to catch up later down in the season, see how everything's going this year. So for sure. Good luck good. out there, uh, turkey hunting, guys. Yeah, you too. Good Thanks, luck. Thanks, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.